This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good to So you know that uh, Purim, it's very uh, appropriate to speak about Purim, let's say Shabbos. How long am I speaking for? It's very appropriate to speak about Purim, let's say Shabbos. You know, if you look at the Havdalah, the uh, main subject of Havdalah seems to be Purim. First of all, you say, which of all the Pesukim in Tanakh that talk about Yeshua Yisrael, we have to speak about Purim every single Matzah Shabbos, every Matzah Shabbos. Like we're invoking the nest of Purim every single Matzah Shabbos. Uh, what does Purim have to do with Shabbos? Not only that, the Beis Yosef says you're supposed to smell, with the Besamim, the Beis Yosef says you should smell Hadassim. Because the Beis Yosef says that we darshan, Tachas Hanatsutz, Yale Barosh, Vesachas Hasirpad, Yale Hadas, and Samochle, it says, Shoymer Shabbos Mechalaloi, so therefore, Matzoy Shabbos, you should smell Hadasim. It's interesting, the Gemara Megillah darshans from there, the whole miracle of Purim, from the Pasuk of Tachas Hanatsutz, Tachas Haman, Yale Hadas. So there's an idea that where if you look in the Pesukim in the Megillah, when Mordechai introduced the idea of Purim to Kali, so he said it's going to be Mishta v'simcha v'yamtoif. And then a few Pesukim later it says, Mishloi achman esajeo, matazah v'yanim, Mishta v'simcha, v'ilu yamtif loy ka'amar. Yamtif was dropped. So Gemara asked what happened to yamtif. Mordechai said there should be a yamtif. And then ultimately... It was not instituted as a yomtif. So the Gemara says, yomtif le kiblu alayu. Kal Yisrael never were makabel purim as a yomtif. How could that be? How could it be? Mordechai comes. Mordechai is a member of Anshik Nesat HaGdoyla. He's a Navi. He says, Rebun Shalom wants purim to be a yomtif. And Kal Yisrael says, thanks, but no thanks. So Rav Hudner, in a rare sefer, not in the Pachat Yitzchak, quotes from the Mikubalim. By the way, anytime Rav Hudner quotes from the Mikubalim, it's Yadua who it is. I'm not going to say right now. That the reason why Klaishal did not want to be Makabal Purim as a Yomtiv, because if Purim would be in Iskabal as a Yomtiv, then when Purim was over, you'd have to make Havdalah. And a Yid could never be Mavdil from Purim. We're so connected to Purim, we can never separate from Purim. So they told Mardachai, no thanks, we don't want a Yomtiv. We want a day that we could connect to the whole year. So Mamelo, you could say that every Matzah Shabbos, as we have to take leave of Shabbos, and it's a very, it's a difficult time, we have to take leave of Shabbos, we need a perk, we have to smell the Besamim, so Chazal say, yeah, you have to take leave of Shabbos, but don't worry, there's one day a year you don't have to take leave of, you never have to take leave of Purim, Purim is Agans uh, Purim. That's the idea of mentioning Purim in Havdalah Matzah Shabbos. You want to hear Lambdas? You want to hear Machshavo? You want to hear history? What do you want? It's going to be a long time then. What? Okay, we'll start with Lambdas and then we'll see where it goes. Okay, the Gemara, the Yishami Darshan's on the Pasuk, that the days of Purim will not be, will not pass away from Kali. So in other words, there will always be Purim. The Yishalmi in Megillah, Parak Beis, Allah Chadal, the Yishalmi Darshins, Mikan Shekavula Chachamim Mesechta. 
From here, Chazal derived, there must be a Masechta on Purim. There must be Masechta Megillah. That means, interesting, we're darshaning from a Pasuk, there has to be Masechta Megillah. So the, it's a Hafla Vafela. We're darshaning from a Pasuk, there has to be Masechta Megillah. Do we ever darshan from a Pasuk, there has to be Masechta Shabbos? Do we ever darshan from a Pasuk, there has to be Masechta Rosh Hashanah, there has to be Masechta Yuma? Avad and Avada, there's a Masechta on Rosh Hashanah. We wouldn't know what to do on Rosh Hashanah without a Masechta on Rosh Hashanah. We wouldn't know what to do on Pesach without a Masechta Psachim. But there's no, nothing in the Torah Shabbat that says there has to be Torah Shabbat When it comes to Masechta Megillah, we darshan from the Megillah, there has to be Masechta Megillah. Moreover, that means the Pasuk in the Navi is saying there has to be Gemara. Almost as if the Gemara on Megillah is Midivri Nevi'im. Nowhere else in the whole Tanakh do we darshan there has to be a Tar Shabbat Peh. Then the Gemara Masech the Megillah, the Avdala, the Gemara says, Rabbi Shoban Levi, Chayiv Adam Likrois Es HaMegillah Belayla Ulashinois V'yayim. You have to read the Megillah at night and then repeat it during the day. Says the Gemara, Ulashinois V'yayim. Gemara says, Sover Minei, they had a Havamina. That you know what you do? You read the Megillah at night and you read the Mishnayis during the day. That's what they thought Lishnaisa means. So they thought at night you come, Vayihi, Vimeach, Ashverosh, and then in the morning you come in, Megillah Nikres, Vyadal, 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 Vyadal. The Gemara has such a Havamina. And the Gemara says, no, that's not what Lishnaisa means. Lishnaisa, Ladidim, Farshilem, and Edrab, Chiabaraba, Kugain, Amri, Inchi, Ever, Parshosadava, Asne. Lishnoisa means you lean it again. There's a Gemara had a Havamina that how, how are you Mefar saying the Nesa Purim? You learn Masechta Megillah. Really? It's a Pella. On, on Rosh Hashanah, there's a Chiv, Midivrei Nevi'im, to learn Masechta Rosh Hashanah. On Pesach, there's a Chiv, Midivrei Nevi'im, to learn Masechta Psachim. How could the Gemara have a Havamina that on, on, on Purim, there's a Chiv to learn Masechta Megillah? Now, Havamina is a big thing. Havamina is a... You know, they say, the, the, the Granat, Hagun Ramatali Shop would say, the Iker is the Havamina. Avada, the Iker is the Havamina. He would say like this, the, this is the Havamina, and the Maskana only changes a little bit, but if you don't understand the Havamina, then you don't know what the Maskana is. But the Iker is the Havamina. The Maskana is just a little bit of a Shinoi. So that means Gemara had a Havamina, that you're supposed to learn Masech the Megillah on Purim Barabim. What does this mean? So I want to tell you over a Goyin. There are two versions of the Goyin. The simple version of the Goyin is, the, the first Mishnah Megillah says, Megillah Nikres, B'yid Aleph, B'yid Beis, B'yid Gimel, B'yid Dalet, B'tesvav. No? L'aypachos, L'aypachos. What do you mean, like pachas like yes? You should say like koidem v'layacher, not le- not not less and not more. It's not a matter of amount. It's a matter of time. So you say not before and not after. Why does it say like pachas like Says the goyin. I'll tell you two versions. The first version is Hakadosh Baruch has two names. One name you don't say, and one name you do say. Megillah Nikres. Three banishim is revealed to us. B'yad Aleph, B'yad Beis, B'yad Gimel, B'yad Dalet, B'tesvav. Add it up. 11 and 12 is 23. Plus 13 is 36. Plus 14 is 50. 
plus 15 is 65. Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud is 65. Megillah Nikres. The Rebun Shalom is revealed to this world. B'Shem Adonis. Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud. That's how Hashem is revealed. Loi Pachos V'loi Oyser. Not 10 and 16, 26. You're now to say the Shem Havaya. That's the grace. Megillah Nikres. B'yad Aleph, B'yad Beis, B'yad Gimel, B'yad Dalet, B'yad Tezvav. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 65, Aleph, Dal, Nun, Yud. That's how, how Hashem is revealed. Loi pachos, v'loyot, not less than 11, 10. Not more than 15, 16. You're now to say the Shem Havaya. That's one version of the Goyim. Rav David Koyen, Rashiv of Chevroin, probably the biggest Bucky in the various manuscripts of the Goyim. He says in Moscow, maybe this should be a, a Shmira for the Yudin in Ma- In Moscow, in a library, there's a, a, the following version of the Goyim. Megillah Nikres. The Megillah is red. The Megillah is red. B'yad Aleph, B'yad Beis, B'yad Gimel, B'yad Dalet, B'tesvav. The Megillah is red, B'shem Adnos. But Loi Pachos, Loi Yoser, the Shem Havaya is not in the Megillah. As we know, the Shem Havaya is not in the Megillah. Now this version of the Goyne is saying, when you read the Megillah, you read it. B'yad Aleph, B'yad Beis, B'yad Gimel, B'yad Dalet, B'tesvav. You read the Megillah with the Shem Adnos but you don't read the Megillah b'shem Havaya. You read it b'shem Adnos, Aleph Dal Nun Yud, but you don't read it b'shem Havaya. Now, the fact that we don't read it b'shem Havaya, I get that. Hashem's name's not in the Megillah. But what does the Goyen mean? We read the Megillah b'shem Adnos. There's no name of Hashem b'chlal in Megillah. So what does it mean? Megillah nikres, b'yid Aleph, b'yid Beis, b'yid Gimel, b'yid Aleph, There's no Shem Adnos in the Megillah b'chlal. So you have to say what the Goyen means is there is a Shem Adnos in the Megillah. Because what does the Shem Adnos mean? Naid Behuda says, the Goyen himself says, the Shem Adnos means Hashem is the Adoin, and we are His Avadim. And if we're His Avadim, He's the Melech. And Chazal say, whenever it says, HaMelech HaChashverosh, it means HaMelech HaChashverosh. But whenever it says HaMelech, it could mean HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's what it means. The Megillah is Nikres B'Shem Adnos. We're Hamelach. Hamelach is a, refer, a reference to the Shem Adnos. Now, the HaKadosh Baruch has two names. The Shem Havaya, Yod Kei and the Shem Adnos. Now, Adnos, Aleph Dao Nunez, Gematria 65, Heichal. Heichal means the chariot, the carriage. Which means if you're a regular citizen, and the king is coming into the city in a carriage, and you don't see the king, you still know the king is there because you see his carriage. So the carriage represents the glory of the king, even though you're not actually laying your eyes on the king. It's the same thing with the Shem Havaya and the Shem Adnas. We can't really understand but Al Yidei, the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we have a recognition, understanding of Hashem's greatness, even though we don't know His essence. So what the Adnos is, the Adnos is the Heichal of the Shem Havaya. Or as the Maral says, Shem Havaya is Hashem making miracles, Lamala Menateva, changing the laws of nature. And Aleph Dalen Nun is Hashem pulling the strings within the guise of Teva. So what kind of nest was a Nessa for him. Was it a Nessa of Shem Havaya? 
No Shemavaya was open miracles. There are no open miracles in the Gilas Esther. It was a nest of Adonos, Aleph Dal Nun Yod. It was a nest within the guise of Teva. Yeah? Fine. Now we have two Torahs. We have Torah Shebech and we have Torah Shebech The Torah Shebech is the Heichal, the chariot of the real essence of the Torah, which is the Torah Shebech Which Torah corresponds to Yud Kei and which Torah corresponds to Aleph Dalet Nun Says another going, ready for this? How many books are there in the Tanakh? Anybody know? 24. Good, 24. Rashi says in Pashas Kisisa, Ma'kala miskashetes b'chav dalet kishutin af talmud chasam tzarach liyoyz baki b'chav dalet Rashi. Says the Goyim plus the Tuluchais is 26. So the Tanakh is keneged shem havaya. Tar shebechsav is keneged shem havaya. How many Mesechtois are there? Shishim Hema Malachai, 60. But, there's also a Cheshban, if you count, Baba Kama, Baba Tzim, Baba Asis, three separate Mesechtois, and you don't say Kula Nazik, what, what Mesechtois are you learning? If you don't say Kula Nazik in Chada Mesechtois, if you count, Baba Kama, Baba Tzim, Baba Basra, Yehei Libai Gasbahem, there's 63 Mesechtois. But there's also a Cheshban, that if you count, you're allowed to count Kalim as three different Mesechtois. And then there's 65 Mesechtois in Shas. Keneged, Aleph, Dalid, Nun, Yud. So the Torah Shabbat Sa'av is the Shem Havaya. The Torah Shabbat is the Shem Adnos. By the way, the Goin says, if you make a Cheshben, the Mesechtois that are on topics to Eraisa are 60, and there are five Mesechtas that are Tavis Rabbonon, Demai, Erevin, Megillah, Idyas, Yadayim. So the Torah Shabbat Sav is the Shem Havaya. The Torah Shabbat is the Shem Adnos. What type of revelation is Megillah Sester? Is Megillah Sester revealing Hashem as the Shem Havaya? No, because there are no open miracles in the Megillah. Megillah Sester is revealing Hashem as Melech within the guise of Teva. It's Megillah Nikres, the whole revelation of the Megillah is being Megala the Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. Therefore, Chazal say there has to be a Masechta on, on Megillah. The Megillah has to be revealed to the world through the Tarshav Alpeh, because the Tarshav Echsav is Megala Hashem Havaya. The Tarshav Echsav is Megala Hashem Havaya. Tarshav Alpeh is Megala Hashem Adnos. So therefore, the Megillah must have a Masechta. It's Megillah Nikres, the Aleph, Dalet, Nunyur. The whole Megillah is revealed through the Shem Adnus, and therefore it has to be through the Tarshav Alpeh. And therefore the Gemara has such a Havamina that the only way to be Mepharsim, the miracle of Purim, is that Chayv Adam Likris is Belayla, Ule Shenoisa, to learn Mesechta Megillah during the day. And they want to know that's not what it means. Don't get so carried away with the Shir, you know. Yes, it's Megillah Nikres, the Yedalf, Yedbez, Yedgimel, Bidal, Tesvav. But the mitzvah still is to lane the Megillah. And, but now we learn that Mesechta Megillah is different than every other Mesechta and Shas. Every other Mesechta and Shas is just a din. There's Tarsh of Alpeh. Mesechta Megillah, the Tarsh of 
demands that there should be Torah Shabbat. Good? We're good? That's the... Want to hear a little more? Okay, one more, one more in here. So the Gemara says, We go to Daf Gimel. Mikan Samchus Shabbos Rebbe. Mevatlan Talmud Torah. Uban Lashmaya Mikra Megillah. Yeah. You know this one already? You know from the Sefer? Okay. What? What did you say? Havdalia? You don't know? Okay. The Gemara says, Mevatlan Talmud Torah. Uban Lashmaya Mikra Megillah. We're Mevatel Torah and we come to hear the Megillah. So the Kasha is, all the Akhoinim ask, Matabimei Midrasha. Now what do you mean, Mavalin Tamatara, Ban Lashmai, Mikra Megillah? Mikra Megillah is also Tamatara. Yeah? You're learning uh, from Sefrei uh, Nevi Maksuvim. Why is it called Mavalin Tamatara? It's not Bithil Tara. So there are many answers in Akhoinim. The Rachashulchan says, but Lamaisa, if you're in the base Medrash, and you have to interrupt and go to the base Haknesses, the few minutes it takes you to walk from the base medrash to the base haknesses, that's Bithil Torah. Or the downtime until you get to the base haknesses, that's Bithil Torah. The, the regoyim sefurois, the minutes that you lose out, is Bithil Torah. And the chiddush is, you mevatlun tamatara v'an l'shmai mikra megillah. Rufel McClugger has a number of answers to this question. In the Chachma Shloimer, Rufel McClugger says a very interesting chiddush. He says... That you cannot be mekayim two mitzvahs the vasachas. You can't kill two birds with one stone. So if you're coming and you're learning, and then you want to be mevatzvah and you want to hear the megillah, and we say, Rabbi, what are you doing now? He says, Oh, what I'm doing now, being mekayim the mitzvah of Talmud Torah by learning ksuvim. We say, It's very nice. You get the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. You will not get the mitzvah of mikra megillah. He said, No. Okay, so fine. I'll be mechavin to be mekayim the mitzvah of mikra megillah. So very good. You'll be mekayim the mitzvah of mikra megillah, but you won't be mekayim the mitzvah of Talmud Torah because there's a chiddush that you can't be mekayim two mitzvahs the achas. That's the chiddush of Rav Shlomo Kodesh. Okay, that's Rav Shlomo in the Sefer HaChayim, Rav Shlomo Kluge has an, another Chiddush. This is a very well-known idea. In the Oilam Yeshivois, there's something called Bitul Torah Bekamos, and there's Bitul Torah Be'echas. Bitul Torah Bekamos is, okay, I, I, may, I have an hour to stay there, so I schmooze for the first 15 minutes. I learn the next half hour. I schmooze the last 15 minutes. So I was Mekayim Tamatar for 30 minutes, and I was Mekayim Bitul Torah for 30 minutes. That's Bitul Torah Bekamos. Then there's Bittel Torah Be'echos. Bittel Torah Be'echos is I'm learning. I'm, you know, lounging around, sipping iced tea. I'm using half a mind. That's also Bittel Torah because I could have learned much deeper with more energy, with more focus, with more eon. So here it is. I, I didn't battle for an hour. It was Ritzufais. You didn't miss anything. It was Ritzufais. But still, it's Bittel Torah Be'echos because I could have learned uh, with more amelos. So therefore, if a person's in the middle of learning, and rav, and they're mavatel for a moment, for uh, they're mavatel for a moment, they're, they're mavatel to read the Megillah, and they're just reading it, and it's not the derech ion v'yigiyah v'amelos, that is relatively b'to Torah b'echas. And then you have the Chiddush of the Beis Ephraim. The Beis Ephraim's Chiddush is a very controversial Chiddush. The Beis Ephraim quotes the Gemara Megillah of Zion. 
that Esther petitioned the Chachamim, Esther said to the Chachamim, Kisvuni Lodoyrois, I want to be part of Tanakh. And the Chachamim said, no, not a good idea. Esther said, no, I have to be part of Tanakh. They said, no, I already talked about Amalek three times in, in Tanakh. We can't talk about it again. And Esther said, no, you're allowed to say it four times. So there's a machloikis in the Gemara. Is Esther part of Tanakh or is Esther not in, part of Tanakh? Shmuel holds, it's not part of Tanakh. Frechtoisus, if it's not part of Tanakh, then what do you read on Purim? So it's time you read about Peh. Frechtoisus, the mission says on Avchav, Karal Peloyasa. So Toysus says, according to Shmuel, you write it, Midrabonon. It's not part of Tanakh. It's like, you know, the guy, they pull out the Pitamak Torah. What, what, what is that? I don't know. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a parchment that says things on it. So that's what Megillah Sester is. It's a, it's a parchment that says a story on it. But it's not part of Tanakh. It's, it has a, it's a Dindrabonon. Yeah, but we paskin that it is Nitainli Kasev. Listen to the base of Ephraim. We paskin that it's part of Tanakh only legabe the mitzvah of reading the Megillah Leil V'yoyim Purim. But legabe anything else, it's not part of Tanakh. Meaning, legabe learning it, it's not Torah. That's the base of Ram's Chiddush. It's only part of Tanakh, legabe the mitzvah. So the, the Avnei Nezer says, he doesn't believe that Sadik, like the base of Ephraim, would have said such a thing, that it's not part of Torah, only for Mikra Megillah. Avad is part of Torah, and it's like the rest of the Surveyor Nach, that every time the has to be Bucky in, and that's the Shita Abnei and the base of Ephraim is not Makkah. Lamaist, according to the base of Ephraim, you could say a very interesting Chiddush. You know, the Gemara says in Megillah, Yud Amabez, that different Tanoim and Amoroim, when they would darshan about the Megillah, they were Pasach la Pischa lahai parshasa mehacha. Do you remember that? The Gemara brings that when they would darshan about the Megillah, they would start off by saying Pshad in a Pasach in Yeshaya, Devrei Hayamim, or somewhere else, and they would use that as a springboard to talk about the Megillah. What do they need a springboard for? Why do they need a springboard? Just talk about the Megillah straight. According to Beis Ephraim, it comes out very nice. They couldn't talk about the Megillah straight, because talking about the Megillah straight is Taka Bittal Torah. So they had to talk about something else that's already part of the Torah and use the Psukim and Esther to give more insight into what's already part of Torah. Otherwise, the whole discussion would be Bittal Torah. But one of the Talmidei Arizal says as follows. In the Sefer Tor Barakas, he brings uh, something which is Oyam and Oyra. Chazal tell us that there are certain things in this world that are noivlois. Noivlois means a me'ain of the real thing. So for example, sleep is a noivel of death. And a dream is a noivel of nevuah. And Shabbos is a noivel of oilam haba. And says the Medrash, the Torah is a noivel of chachmah ha'alyayna. Huh? Let's know the Medrash. Torah is a noivel of the Chachmah I thought the Torah is the highest darga of Chachmah. Now the Medrash is saying that the Torah that we have today is as we can understand it as Hashem has given it to Abbasar Vadam. So on our level, the way we relate to the Torah is 
the way we have it today. But if you want to know the real Chachma El Yoyna and Shamayim, the way it is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's on a much higher level. So the Medrash is saying there's something called Chachma El Yoyna, and the Torah is a main of that. So the question is, is there anything that we have that's mamish the Chachma El Yoyna itself? There's a Lashon of Chsam Soifer in the Drashos. He says, Shehaar Shekolol B'Megillas Esther Hu Mamish Yoyser Godol Mehatoira Atzma Lashon of Chsam Soifer. That the light contained in Megillas Esther is Mamish greater than the Megillah itself. So Pashup Shad, what does Chassam Sefer mean? How could any light of any chilek of, of anything be greater than the Torah itself? Says the Torah Barakas, there's one little mixtoya of Torah that we have that is the Chachma al Yoyna Atzma and in a sense is greater than the Torah and that is Megillas Esther. Megillas Esther is Mamish the Chachma al Yoyna and that's the reason why Mivatlin Tama Torah Uban Lashmaya Mikra Megillah because the Torah is not even as great as the Megillah Sesta. That's, that's the Torah Tami De Ari, and that's Shanach Sam Soifer. He says it openly. Shehaor Shekolu the Megillah Esther, who mamish yoiser godol meha Torah Atzma. Arizal writes that the light of Purim is greater than Shabbos and Yom Tif and any day that Kral Yisrael ever had. Ad Hayoyim! The light of Purim is greater Ad Hayoyim than any other day. I'm sorry I went over. I have one more thing to say, only because uh, I, I can't even contain it. Anybody wants to go? I go to Vach. Yeah, one more thing? Okay. This you heard, but have a new insight into this. Um... This is my this is my favorite thing on the Megillah is Mamish Matanim and Hashemayim, okay? But my favorite thing, the Megillah ends off. Vayasem Hamelach Achashvirosh Mas Al Haaretz Hayam. Right? Megillah ends off that what? Achashvirosh taxed the people. Wow! Whoopie do! That's the end of the Megillah. Great! That's the that's the climax of the story. Not only did Hashem save our life, not only did we kill the enemy, but guess what? Achashverosh taxed the people. Great. I mean, why is that the end of the story? Who cares? You know, the, the next passage in the Megillah is called You want to know the rest of the story, the historical background, the political intrigue. You want to know the rest of the story? Wrong book. You got the wrong book. This is not a history book. This book was written only Lahagdil Hanes. So why do I need to say that Achashverosh taxed the people? So here's the Yisrael. Chazal say that Haman was coming to Achashverosh. Leimar Lamelech. Lisloi ses Mardachai. Al ha'etz asher heichin lai. That Haman was coming to tell the king to hang Mordechai in the tree that he prepared for him. Correct? The Gemara Megillah. Obviously, he, uh, Haman prepared it for Mordechai. Just say Asher Heichin. 
that Haman prepared, why does it have to say that he prepared for him? The word loy is extra. Says the Gemara, loy heichin, tana heichin loy. He didn't prepare it for Mordechai, he prepared it for himself. So Haman, if you would have asked him, who are you making the gallows for? He would have said, I'm making it for the Mordechai. So no, you're not doing that for Mordechai. You're doing it for yourself. The Masham says, how did Chazal know he was doing it for himself? Because it say, says, Heichen. Heichen is a lotion of Hachana. Hachana is only Shaykh by a Dvar Mitzvah. So what Dvar Mitzvah was Haman in being Oisik in by making the gallows? He's being Oisik in the great Mitzvah, Mechiyah Samolik. Must be Heichen Loi, Loi Heichen. This is the Yisoyed of Megillah Sesta. We're going to say in Alanisim, Heifarta Satsosai Hashem not only foils the plan of the enemy, he corrupts their, their scheme. Meaning the Rebbe says, I don't need to kill Haman. I will use Haman, every last plan of Haman, I will use against him to bring about my uh, salvation to Kali Yisrael. I'm going to show you one example from the Megillah and then two examples in history. Okay? One example in the Megillah is like this. You know, Achshirk doesn't know what to do with his life. So he has to ask, the Chachomim Yoidei Ho'itim. Yeah? Hafla Vafela. What's, he's the king of the world. He's Malach Bekipa. Why does he have to ask anyone else's advice of what to do with his wife? Just kill her. Says the Goin, Ki chein divar ha-melech. Ki chein divar ha-melech means the law in Persia was that any time the din is relevant to the king himself, and he's Nogeya Bedavar, he has to ask the advice of his assembly, his congress. So the kasha is, so why in the end of the story, when he comes back into the room, the Haman Noifel, and he's all angry at Haman, and Chavroina says, hang him. So Achzir, just hang him. What happened to the law in Persia that whenever something is relevant to the king, the king has to ask the advice of the Congress. So why? How is he allowed to hang Haman? He should have convened the Chachamim Yoidei Ho'itim and asked him, what should I do with Haman? Says the Goyim, because there was a guy in Persia, his name was Memuchan. Memuchan. Memuchan said, what kind of ridiculous law is it that you're the king of the world and you can't decide what to do with your own life. From now on, we're changing the law in Persia. From now on, from now on, you call all the shots, you make all the decisions all by yourself. Now, why did Memuchan make that law? Because he was all angry at Vashti, that Vashti didn't invite his wife to the party, so he figured he'll knock her off and he'll advance his own cause. So Haman thought he was promoting his own cause. Turns out, who's Memuchan? Haman? Haman passed the law to allow Achasverosh to execute him without getting the advice of the, his whole assembly. And there are dozens of examples of this in the Megillah uh, next year or something like that. I want to give you two examples in history. Okay, two examples in history. Example number one. You know Lakewood Yeshiva? Does anybody know who built Lakewood Yeshiva? With Aaron, right? No, that's not the real story. There was a king by the name of King Ferdinand, Queen Isabella, in 1492. They wanted to, they, they eradicated all the Muslims from the Iberian Peninsula in 1492. 
and it's called Reconquesta, and they expelled 300,000 Jews because they wanted to make sure the Jewish people would never have a homeland, and we would never have a haven. And in August 2nd, 1492, King Fernand Queen Isabella put the Inquisition into play, and they expelled 300,000 Jews. But we have a document written by a little boy. It's in the archives of Seville. And he said he was being expelled on a boat. And on the boat, he was passing, leaving Spain. He passed by three boats. These three boats, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, on it were Christopher Columbus. He was about to go to the New World to discover America. Who paid for his ships? King Ferdinand, Queen Isabella. Who financed his mission? Them too. Why? To discover America. Because Rivan Shem is looking down in Hashemayim. He said, you're going to throw the Jews out of Spain, the greatest haven for the Jewish people, in the Golos? Eh. You're going to pay for Columbus to discover America so that Kali Yisrael could have much bigger yeshivas than they ever had in Spain. So the last thing on their mind is that they're going to be building the Lakewood Yeshiva. But who's going to build the Lakewood Yeshiva? Avada, Now, back to the story. If you look and say for Ezra, it says Kalisra at the end of the 70 years were returning to build the base of Mikdash. They couldn't afford it. So they turned to the king of uh, Persia, who at the time was Darius, Daryavesh, the son of Achazerosh and Esther. And they said, Darius, we, we don't have money to build the base of Mikdash. So he said, okay, what do you want? Maybe you could uh, give us an adava. So the Pasuk says in Ezra, you could look it up. Uh, Daryavesh opened up the treasury and he gave them all the tax money to rebuild the second base of Mikdash. So I ask you, where did he get all these tax, all this tax money from? The brisk rub asked, what's that Pasuk doing in the Megillah? Don't want to say it like this. The Megillah starts off that Achashverosh is having a Suda to celebrate that the 70 years of Golis Bavel are over and must be, the base of English will never be rebuilt. And the Yavon laughs at him. You ready for this? Not only will the Jews be saved, not only will they kill their enemies, you're going to collect taxes and you're going to be the main fundraiser to build the second base of Mikdash. Now, watch this. The Suda of Achashverosh, he thought, what's he celebrating? The eternal destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. The Rebbe is looking down in Hashemayim. Yeah, you think this party is celebrating the eternal destruction of the Beis HaMikdash? This party, you can get angry at Vashti, you're going to have her killed, you're going to marry Esther, you're going to have a kid Dayavesh, and through the Suda, you're going to build the second Beis HaMikdash. So Achashverosh thinks he's defiling the Beis HaMikdash at the Suda. Turns out, this Suda is building the second Beis HaMikdash. One more example. Ready? In the last 200 years, the biggest enemy of the Jewish people, worse than the Germans, are the Russians. Chavetz Chaim said, the Russians are Amalek. You can look, it's in Kovetz Haris. Rebbe Chanan quotes Chavetz Chaim, the Russians are Amalek. Chavetz Chaim said, the, the communism is the red, Edoin. Chavetz Chaim said, Esau is Amalek. Rav Moshe Soloveitchik said, 
um, the Russians are Amalek. Because they named everybody O.V., Gorbachev, Esav. That's all right. It's a Pele that, it's a Pele that ethnically they don't come from Amalek. So, you know, Reb Chaim has a Chiddush. Reb Chaim has a Chiddush. Because the Ramam says in Hilchas Malachim that there's a mitzvah to kill the Zion Amamin. And the, and the Rambam says, Bizman there's no mitzvah to kill the Zion Amamin. Why? Because Ba Sancherov Ubilbel Kol Ha'umais. So there are no more Zion Amamin. And then the Rambam says, there's a mitzvah to destroy Amalek. And the Rambam doesn't say it's not Noigea Bizman because Ba Sancherov Ubilbel Kol Ha'umais. Why is that? Why? Legabe, the Zion Amamin, there are no more Zion Amamin. And Legabe Amalek, there's still Amalek. So Reb Chaim says, Amalek is not a nation, it's not an ethnicity, it's a shita. So Mamela, any Soine Yisrael can have a din of Amalek. Ad Kedekach, some want to say, Yishami says, Haman ben Hamadasa, but he's not ben Hamdasa. Haman's father was not Hamdasa. So Yishami says, Oyev ben Oyev. Meaning, he's talking not from Amalek. He's just an anti-Semite. And he gets the din of Amalek, midin Reb Chaim. That's shot. Mibnei banav shel Haman, loim din tar mibnei brak, loim mibnei banav shel Haman. He can't be makabal gerim from Amalek. Fancy, Haman's not Amalek. He has a din Amalek because of Reb Chaim. That's what some suggest. Anyway, the last 200 years, the biggest enemy of the Jewish people were the Russians. By 1920, two million Russians already, two million Russian Yidin already left uh, Russia. The plan was in Russia, they're going to exterminate all the Jews. They're going to kill a third, they're going to expel a third, they're going to convert a third. That's by 1920. In the last 60 years, you know who funds all Arab aggression against Eretz Yisrael? Russia. In 1953, Stalin had a plan in effect, I'm going to tell you about it, to kill three to four million Jews. Kill out, he said Hitler didn't finish them off. And yet, without getting into anything, in 1947, 1948, they were losing the war in Eretz Yisrael. They didn't have any weapons. Hashem put into Stalin's head. Stalin was the biggest tyrant and murderer in the history of the world. He killed, besides Yidin, 20 million of his own people. 20 million. Hashem put in Stalin's head that he doesn't like the British in the Middle East, in Israel, because the British are democratic. And Israel is going to be, well, they're socialist, so they'll probably be communist. So the biggest Russia in history decided to fund the war in 47-48. And the reason why there's a mere yeshiva today in Eretz Yisrael, there's a Hebron yeshiva, and there are all the yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael is courtesy of the biggest Russia in history, Joseph Stalin, who funded the war in 1948. That's the way the works. Ferdinand and Isabella, they're going to build Lakewood. Stalin is going to build Tyre in Eretz Yisrael. And Achashverosh and Haman are going to build the base on Mikdash. We're going to say on Purim, not only Hefarta Satsasai, Hashem doesn't knock off the Russia. He uses the Russia to bring Yeshua's for Klal Yisrael. One last story. 1953, Stalin said, what kind, of, what kind of crazy idea he had? Israel's not being communist, so he said he's going to eradicate the entire Jewish people in Russia. 
So he built railroad systems. He built concentration camps in Kazakhstan and in North Siberia, where the temperatures were 75 to 95 degrees below zero. He would bring all the Yidin of Russia there, and he was going to kill 3 million Jews over the course of two weeks. March 5th, the way he was going to do it, he had a trial. He made up charges against six doctors that they poison Russian children. He was going to convict them and then ship out all the Jews of Russia. Rabbi Yitzchak Zilber was in a labor camp then. It was February 28th, 1953. It was Shabbos. That night it was going to be Purim. And Rabbi Yitzchak Zilber says, you know, we don't have a Megillah, but... The Minog Yisrael is to lay in the Megillus Esther on Purim, and it's a story about Hashem in the last second, the split second, he saved Klal Yisrael, and there was one Russian Jew there who was already um, convicted for 10 years. He said, Nebuch, that's very nice, Hashem saved the Jewish people, but Stalin is strong like an ox. And he already has the railroad tracks, and he already has the plan in place, and in two weeks he's going to finish off what Hitler didn't do. What are you telling me nonsense about what happened in Persia 2,000 years ago? And Rabbi Yitzchak Zilber said at 7.50 p.m. that Stalin is a Basar Vadam and he doesn't even know what's going to be in 30 minutes. Now let me fast forward. There was a Russian prisoner. His name was Rebleib Meislet, who was in solitary confinement for two years. You know what solitary confinement means? You're in a closet. You don't know if it's day or night. He said he only knew if it was day or night, every morning they would put in a piece of bread and a pail of water. For two years, no one to talk to. He he can't see anything in pitch black. They said, how did you keep your sanity? He said, well, I knew I could be taken at any moment because I was learning, I was davening. So I memorized Tehillim and I memorized Masechtas of Mishnayis Papa. And that's what he did for two years in a closet. And he didn't. He thought he, he would be there forever. At eight twenty-three, Leil Purim, nineteen fifty-three, before Stalin was going to put into effect another Holocaust in Russia, this Gibar Noira, like an ox, he had a stroke and he became paralyzed like that. Thirty-three minutes after Rabbi Yitzchak Zilber said, "This Russia doesn't know what's going to be in thirty minutes." That morning, Rebleib Meislik, he, wo- he woke up, he feels the door, it's open. He left, he walked out of prison. Thousands of Jewish prisoners just went free. Now his back at home, his family, his, his wife, and all his kids were already killed in the Holocaust except for one daughter. Now, once he was imprisoned, nobody was allowed to talk to his family. If anybody even made eye contact with the family, that means, you know, they were against Mother Russia. So nobody spoke to them. They had no one to give Mishlayach manas to. The mother gave to the daughter. The daughter gave to the mother. That morning, they get a knock on the door. Their father, Yeshua's Hashem, Keheraf Ayin, Stalin had a stroke. He walked out of prison. He walked back into the house. The Shalom al Yisrael and the Yibam Shalom saved three million Russian Jews. Stalin then was Bissakonis uh, Nefashis, Rabbi Yitzhak Zilber said, he said to Hillem nonstop until March 5th, the day before the trial, Stalin dropped dead. And he had the stroke on Purim 1953, 69 years ago, from this coming uh, Thursday night. So we have to understand that all the miracles that we're going to read about Megillus Esther, 
It's Bayom Imahim of Zman Hazeh, the recurring miracles. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bring us Yeshua Tzanachamois. Lano L'chol Yisrael. Amen. Thank you very much. Better than the pirate that has a pirate music to talk about Gil. That's why I also had to say very good. What is the cup Stage one is Alter Savaka. Stage two is Rukka. So, so whenever he quotes from a Kabbalah, it's Rukka. Whenever he says, yeah. So why does he say it's Rukka? Because it's controversial. You know, the yeshiva, Eilam yeshivas, they, they, they have a hard time uh, dealing with that. I listen to Sharon sometimes in the car. Going to sit yeah, there, I was telling everyone on chat. Oh, yeah? No, the mission. No, that's not. It's not You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.